Hello and welcome back to episode 24 of What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. Today I'm joined by Dr. Suzanne Sedyke and we are talking about the fact that fear imprisons us and that curiosity is the gateway out of fear. It's a conversation about fierce curiosity and it's one that is passionate, it's insightful, it's incredibly wise I think there's lots of information and guidance and I think value in what Suzanne has got to say about parenting during this crazy time that we're in. So please enjoy this conversation with Suzanne. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me on What Do You Know For Sure podcast. It is an absolute delight. Yes, yes. Tell us a wee bit about you. Well, I am by training a research scientist and an academic and a developmental psychologist, which means that I study the development of children. And I was at the University of Dundee for almost 20 years in that post. And it's 10 years ago now, this year, that I took a kind of a crazy decision and I resigned that post that I loved, that had a good pension. And I did that because I wanted the wider world to better understand what I talked about and what I researched, which is that human beings come into the world already connected to other people. Mm. And I thought parents and childcare staff and teachers and police officers and politicians, and everybody deserved to know that. So what I do now is I work with the public to help them to understand the science of connection. And I absolutely love it. And it feels hopeful and scary and profound to me. And I mm. love that other people to have that conversation with me. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so pleased that I've been introduced to you and that, that you've come on my podcast. And I am, of course, intrigued to know. Tell me, Suzanne, what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? I know that fear imprisons us and that curiosity is the gateway out of that prison. And how does that show up in your life? When I struggle with anything that's giving me a hard time. I'm missing people. I'm frustrated with people. I don't know how to solve a problem. I'm confused about why I behave in some way. If I get curious about it, mm. then, then doorways open. In other words, if I, rather than staying angry or frustrated or sad, that the gateway out of that place is curiosity both for the little things and the big things. And I see that both in myself and in other people. And the key mm-hmm. thing is that the key thing I see is that it's the, it's the reluctance to get curious yeah. that keeps us imprisoned in difficult places. And there's something really liberating about the idea that all I have to do is get curious about it and something new will open in front of me. That's the play, way out of that place of difficulty. And it's interesting that you obviously told us you work with children and children don't really have fear and they are eternally curious. So have you got any thoughts on when is the point in our lives when we stop being the curious child who fears nothing to being these terrified adults who don't want to look in the box that they've, they've got stored at the back of their wardrobe because they don't want their lives and all their problems to fall out of it? Oh my gosh, Anne, that is such an interesting question because I never thought you were going to ask that. And and it is an interesting question for that reason because actually I don't agree with you. Do you not? Tell no. me, tell me. 
children do get scared. Mm. Children get scared all the time. Babies get scared. It's just often that we, we don't recognize that they're scared. We don't see that. And so we might not step in to help them. Mm. And I say that because that for me helps to explain how us adults get so scared. Mm-hmm. If, if you have help with difficult feelings, big, scary, overwhelming feelings, then those feelings don't get stuck in your body. They don't get hard for you to manage. If you don't have help from the grown-ups around you with those, then for a baby, for young children, they feel really big to manage. And so we hide from them. We move into denial. We squash them. Mm-hmm. And that causes us problems in our adult lives because we bring those patterns and our, you know, those bodily experiences which are unconscious with us. So I think that it's not a moment when we start to lose that. It's like a, a slow journey over time. Mm. Um, we don't even know. We don't even know that we're living in fear. We don't know that we've opted for familiarity as opposed to growth. Mm-hmm. We don't know that in order to grow, we're, ne- we're going to need to, you know, step into the unknown. Sometimes I think about the movie Frozen all the time. You know, that song that goes into the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do in order to grow. You have to step into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And it's curiosity that is the doorway into the unknown. And the unknown often feels uncomfortable and scary because it is the unknown. Yeah. So there's something about being able to support ourselves through that doorway. That helps us to step through. And I just watch tons of people stay stuck in fear, um, afraid to tell people to be authentic, to share with people who they are, to have difficult conversations with other people, to look at something that's really troubling in their lives because they'll discover, they think that they'll discover that they're really unworthy, that they're not good enough, that they can't do it. And so we're scared to look. And if we can get curious about the things that we are scared of, it is the doorway out of that prison. It's At one level, it's so simple, but it is not easy. Yeah. I mean, I've had teachers, and I don't know who it would maybe be that said this. It's maybe Eckhart Tolle, or maybe it's Wayne Dyer, I'm not sure, that would say everything is a choice between love and fear. That every decision you make is either you make it from a place of love or fear, and everything really, when it comes down to it, is love or fear. Do you agree with that? Can you speak to that? I totally agree with that. And so I would put all uncomfortable feelings in the fear category. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and also the fear responses in our heads, like blame and shame and judgment and doubt and entitlement and distrust. And all of those are fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they keep us stuck. And so the idea that if I'm going to step into love, mm-hmm. it's going to help me to step into growth here's one of the things that's interesting although i'm saying fear you're stepping from fear into like worse fear people opt for familiarity because it feels comfortable yeah when it becomes uncomfortable what is familiar the thing that is keeping you there is your fear of the unknown mm-hmm. and there's something about that boundary that edge that cliff there's something really liberating for me in knowing that all I have to do is to find a way to step into the scary bits, and then it won't be so scary. It's that bit, it's that gateway, it's that doorway. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's about stepping into the arena and be in the arena. And actually, if you're not in the arena too, then I don't need your opinion on what I'm doing. 
That's absolutely Brene Brown. And there's also a poet, um, Teddy Roosevelt, who did the arena speech. Uh-huh. Okay, here's something I love. I love that out of your head you pulled that. There are lots of people now who have heard her talk about that speech who wouldn't have known about it. Yep. And therefore, it is part of their psyche. It's part of how they're doing life now. They're thinking about, I'm in the arena. You're not in the arena with me. I'm here even though I'm scared. Yep. There's a strength in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a poet, Loach, who talks about, um, come to the edge. It's too scary. Come to the edge. And he pushed them and they flew. And the reason I think I feel so strongly about this is because I just watch so many people, and sometimes including myself, live in fear. We contain ourselves. We repress ourselves. We make choices we wouldn't have to make if we just thought, okay, all I have to do is open the door. I have to be a bit curious. And maybe that would help us to step beyond because we're just scared. And here's another thing, Anne. Often what we're scared of is just not even true. So people are scared. <laughs> I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. It's not true. We are good enough. What makes us we're not good enough is something that we often got told in childhood. Yes. So we bring with us our childhood lessons, which served us as children, but Uh don't always serve us as adults. And it's that about looking beyond, I suppose, that which is beyond my theories about it. So I've got a theory about what this means. But there's a truth beyond that. Just because I've always thought it doesn't mean it's true. It's something that I've really embraced this year. I've got a post-it on my wall. That's why I'm looking beyond you on this Zoom, because I've got a post-it there that tells me that. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true, Annie. Well, how would you speak to that? I, I totally agree. Just because I think it and just because I believe it doesn't mean, I almost want to say today, doesn't mean it's the only truth. Mm can be your truth if you want you can choose to believe that you're not good enough but there are other truths if you got curious enough to see them that's the thing it just feels really frustrating for me more frustrating almost than sad that we imprison ourselves by what we tell ourselves is true yeah so I watch so because I talk a lot about attachment and relationships with young children and I watch lots of mothers in particular mm-hmm believe that they're not good enough, that they're not good enough mothers, then mothering feels overwhelming for them. And the thing is, it's not true. They are good enough mothers. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not struggling. It doesn't mean that they do everything in the way that they might do it if they were more confident. But to be not confident is different from being not good enough. And so we tell ourselves that we're not good enough. And it's just not true. But we can live life in that way. And I just get frustrated by that. So I think a lot about how could we frame it so that we can step out of that. Yeah. Because I think it's universal for mothers. Because when you say that, you could think that's just like, you know, young moms, single moms, moms that are struggling. But actually, it's not. I think that is a universal truth that moms don't think that good. I've been a bum for almost 18 years. I've got three children. And this morning I'm having thoughts, oh, I'm just shit. I'm not doing this right. I don't think I'm doing this right. Now, from the outside world, people would think that I am do- that I know what I'm doing, that I've got it all turned on and that I actually, I, I, she must be a great mo. I'm sure people have thought that of me. But then <laughs> this morning I'm sitting saying, oh, I'm just, this isn't going well at all, is it? <laughs> 
And so that's a universal but untruth that we all tell ourselves probably. Somehow we, especially now, I think we live in an age where parents, mums think they need to be perfect. Mm. Everybody needs to be perfect. And in fact, if we go back to my work, there's a guy named Winnicott who was really big in the 1940s and 50s who talked a lot about being a good enough mother. All you need to be is good enough. Mm. You don't need to be the world's best mother. Your children don't want the world's best mother. They want to have a good time with you. They want to have enough laughter. If things get tense, they want you to be able to say sorry sometimes. They want to be able to get things wrong and hear you say sorry. That's all they want. They don't want the world's best mother. It's mothers who do this to ourselves that we want to be the world's best mother. That's not what our children need. Children just need good enough mothers. Uh And something in that that is so liberating that I don't have to be the world's best mother. There is no such thing as a perfect mother. It's an idea. It's a myth that we made up and told ourselves. So let's just like get rid of the myth yeah, and get curious about what does it take to be a good enough mother? Yeah. And then you could laugh more. I think there's probably lots of women having a wee sigh of relief listening to this, Suzanne. Especially in COVID. Yeah. Okay. What we're being asked to do is impossible to do. Mm-hmm. So we're being asked to... Uh, homeschool the children, stay calm, do well at our jobs, engage with partners, keep the house clean, get out to the shops, make the tea, clean the toilets. That's not doable, especially if you're going to do it like calm. Like, so if we can all just laugh and go, this is impossible. Uh-huh. What What is most important? Then we could let some of the pressure slip away and not put more pressure on ourselves. If COVID, if that isn't one of the things that COVID is teaching us, then when will we learn that? Yeah. And it's funny because in COVID, in these days that we're in, I've had the notion of, you know, people always say their parents messed them up. And I think we all try not to mess our children up. And I think I accepted in COVID, I'm doing stuff I'm sure that's messing my children up, but I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. But I still feel guilty that I'm clearly doing some stuff that will mess my wings up because, of course, I am. Because did anybody ever know? Well, that that's why Winnicott talked mm-hmm. about good enough mothering. What he said is you will do some things to mess your children up. Mm-hmm. right? So if we could just step into that and get comfortable and go, really? But that makes us feel scared. Uh-huh. So if we can be curious about what that means, really? I'll do things to mess my children up. What does that mean? If instead of being scared by it, if we could get curious about this uncomfortable thing, then actually it would cease to be so scary and it would feel liberating. Yeah. The reason I talk about the science is because that seems to give people more confidence. There is a science that says you don't have to be a perfect mother. And if that helps people to feel more calm and more confident, then the science has been put to good use. Yeah. And that is what I know for sure. Thank you so much for sharing that with me, Suzanne. It's a total honour to be here. Oh. I I can't believe anybody wants to talk about the stuff that I'm interested in too. So I feel very blessed and grateful. Oh, thank you so much. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching Anne Hughes Ignite. 
If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.